Good day and welcome to the RecTech Showdown with Louise Triance of UK Recruiter. In this series, she is joined by Sam Davies of RealLinks, where they discuss referrals and how RealLinks platform helps boost the number of referrals companies get. Hello and welcome to the Rec Tech Showdown. Um, I'm Louise Triance from UK Recruiter. This is a series of shows I do where I do a deep dive with someone in the technology space who works with recruiters, TA people, in-house agencies, uh, to find out what they do and why you need to know about it. Um, today, I'm joined by Sam from Real Links. Um, if you're watching live on Crowdcast, Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter, feel free to say hi in the comments where you're watching. Um, and if you've got any questions, I'll try to whiz around and pick them up and put them to Sam. Um, if you're watching this recorded, so on my blog or somewhere else afterwards, um, feel free to get in touch with myself or Sam. Um, I'm Louise Triance on LinkedIn and um, I'll put all the links into the blog post and everywhere else we share this. Right, enough of me speaking, over to my guest, Sam. Could you introduce yourself? Tell me a bit about yourself and about Real Links. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, CEO of Real Links. A um, bit about me, uh, Australian born, grew up in South London, uh, went to university, studied philosophy and history, realized I couldn't probably make a career out of that, uh, and um, ended up going to recruitment um, briefly. Uh, it probably gave me a sort of interest in this space. Uh, then sold my soul and went into corporate law, uh, but it wasn't a complete disaster because I got referred uh, from one law firm to the next, which was the genesis of this idea. It was the main reason that I decided to sort of take that job um, because I realised how, you know, that I was trusting the person that was essentially referring me more than I was uh, the other people I was speaking to at the time. Um, and then taking that, realising that it was a key reason for my decision, um, also was clear that they weren't really promoting it. It wasn't really happening at either of the law firms that I worked at. Uh, so we started researching it and and realized that actually across the board, referrals are valued by uh, recruiting teams, uh, but they're not happening as much as they would like. And they were struggling to get as many referrals, uh, which which led to Reallinks. And Reallinks is uh, an employee referral platform, which essentially okay. helps companies to boost uh, the number of referrals that they get. Okay, cool. So I'm going to ask you a ton more questions. Um, yeah. And if, like I say, if anyone else got a question they want to pitch in with, I'll make sure we cover that. But before we go any further, who is the ideal person to watch this show or listen to this show that we're doing? Who should be that end client? Yeah, so um, so we're very much like reaching out to uh, TAs, uh, heads of resourcing, heads of recruitment within companies. Um, and in terms of the company sort of type or size, uh, what's great about this product is it is industry agnostic. Uh, and it's a real sort of range of like company sizes as well. So, for example, one of our clients has 108 employees. Uh, another one of our clients uh, is enterprise uh, and 25,000 employees. So um, I say if you're uh, in the TA space, um, it's worth, worth, worth listening to this. OK, great. All right, cool. So that's brilliant. Um, now, you did slightly touch on why referrals are important. I think yeah. most just probably get that it's a good source of hire. But can you give me your take on this? Sure. Um, so there are loads of stats to support sort of why referrals are an important hiring source. And there's, there's a strong reason why we got that feedback when we did that initial resource uh, research. Sorry. But, you know, three to four times more likely to be hired. Um, 39 percent better retention rate, much more affordable. And I think now there's a real push towards trying to sort of 
boost that direct recruitment uh, as much as possible. And I see referrals as being a key way of doing that. And I think they're particularly important right now because I don't think companies are maximizing them to the level that they could be maximized. You know, you're seeing that companies are generally struggling to sort of hire more than 10% of annual hires uh, that way. So um, I'd say important because of all the stats to support them, uh, but particularly important because they could be maximized and could be more effective. So if we, if the stats are there and the TA people can see that, um, and I guess that referrals could almost be as simple as me saying to Sally, who else do you know, why do we actually need a referral platform? What's not working with referrals at the moment? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the figure that I mentioned earlier, um, sort of, you know, what we see generally is that companies are struggling to get more than 10% of annual hires through referrals. Um, and that's for a few sort of key problems that we've identified, again, through the research and the clients that we work with. One of the key problems that uh, companies face with employer referrals is they tend to be very time consuming. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, it, you know, we're at this great point where we're incredibly well networked on different forms of social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. But each time a job vacancy comes up, we don't have time to go through our large networks and work out who would be a good fit for a job. It's unmanageable. Yeah. So that's one of the key problems. And then if they do work out who would be a good fit, it tends to be quite like a manual slow process for them to refer. Uh, they're not really sure who, how they go about that process and the rules are a bit unclear. Um, rewards and the way in which uh, employees, I guess, are recognized for referring is, is another problem. So most companies will have a referral bonus, but that will tend to be paid sort of like six to nine months down the line when somebody sort of passes probation or is hired. Uh, and that's not very immediate. Um, but in addition, there isn't really much around sort of asking employees what they want, what rewards would motivate them. It's just a sort of a blanket approach that a financial bonus works. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that actually there are more effective ways to, to reward. I think stigma is another key factor. Um, I think a lot of people perceive a referral as needing to sort of be a recommendation. Um, and, you know, when we think of a recommendation, it's interesting, we'll come on to it a bit later, I'm sure, but, you know, when we go in and speak to employees, um, we ask them, well, how many people would you feel comfortable recommending? And that's, well, four to five people, maybe. And if we're thinking of four to five people, that's a really small referral pool that we're talking about. But actually, we've got these huge networks and we can make lots of introductions. So actually, I think the stigma around them needing to be a recommendation is another key uh, key problem. Yeah. Um, one thing that, again, um, I, mean, I could talk all day about this, but I'll, I'll keep it to sort of one, one other key point is sort of no updates on the status of, you know, referrals, no transparency on the process. So you make a referral and if there's this feeling that it goes into a black hole, that nothing happens. And when employees feel like that, they become disengaged and they stop referring. So, uh, so those are some of the key things, but uh, transparency is key related to that. Okay. And I think, I think that I'm going to try to um, ask some questions about some of those points, but I think that that, um, and lots of them I had already thought about myself, but that idea that a referral is a recommendation, I think is a, it's very intrinsically linked in people's minds. So yep. we'll definitely come back to that. So I know you have an answer for this one. How does real links solve these problems or at least some of them? Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll try and touch on each one. So, um, so the time consuming element. Um, so the, the, the way the system essentially works is when employees uh, join the platform, they're able to sync their connections with it. So that would be your connections on LinkedIn, on email, on Facebook. And then our system will start matching their connections to live job vacancies and notifying them when a match has been made. You know, we talked about these unmanageable networks, but our system essentially does that piece for them. 
finds the relevant people and prompts them to to essentially refer, which is crucial. And then when they decide, okay, yeah, this looks like a good match, I want to refer, the process of actually referring is a couple of clicks on the platform as opposed to, well, who do I email? Is it my head of department? What happens next? Uh, so it makes it really clear in that respect. Um, on the rewards piece um, and the fact that, you know, they're not motivating employees in the way that they perhaps could, uh, this is where sort of our methodology piece comes into play. You know, at the beginning, when we start with a new client, we'll go in and we'll run focus groups with their employees. And the purpose of that is to sort of understand what their employees care about. You know, no, no two companies are the same, so you can't take a one-size-fits-all uh, approach as such. So you'll be going in there and you'll be understanding, okay, um, what's currently going wrong with your uh, referral scheme? What rewards uh, would make to motivate you? And how could we sort of do things differently? So um, we've got a gamification piece to our platform. And that could be sort of a raffle. It could be a points-based uh, leaderboard uh, with a prize at the end of it. Um, but through the focus groups and through that methodology piece, we understand what would work for that particular company. And then we'll customize our gamification piece around that. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's crucial. Uh, and, you know, I talked about the raffle piece. Uh, you know, you'd have, like, say, a monthly raffle. And uh, that makes a big impact on making it a bit more immediate and also sort of, I guess, rewarding people with stuff they care about as opposed to a financial bonus, which is way down the line. Um, the stigma around referrals piece, you know, is it a recommendation? Is it an introduction? Well, on the platform, when employees are engaging with it, they're able to say this is an introduction or this is a recommendation. So right, right as part of the process, saying, don't worry, you know, we'll treat it differently depending on what you classify it as. But actually, we'd like more introductions. And I think what's also important there is because of our system essentially doing the matches, uh, we're actually sort of already broadening that talent pool because it might be somebody outside of the five people that they would recommend who's been identified as a match. So you're already encouraging that behavior. Um, and I think the other key point I talked about was sort of the updates on the referral process. So um, throughout the referral journey, uh, employees are able to see, okay, somebody I referred has made an application. Uh, somebody I referred um, has moved to sort of beyond that stage and then to higher stage. So you're giving the employees that, that transparency. Okay, brilliant. And I've got a couple of questions to come to oh. on that. Um, Stephen's asked a question, which is, do you find that cultural norms affect how referral schemes are perceived? So in the UK, maybe staff would feel responsible for referrals they make, and that the caliber would reflect on them. Perhaps culturally, in other countries, it's less of a pressure. I think I think that's a great point, and it's it's sort of related to what I was saying about um, being able to identify if it's a recommendation or if, if it's an introduction. Mm -hmm. People do perceive that it needs to be an introduction, uh, sorry, a, re a recommendation, which which essentially leads to the stigma that uh, that Stephen's describing. However, if you're actually through the education piece, which we we focus on through the initial comms, through the onboarding part of the platform, explaining to everybody we want introductions. You know, that's really valuable, uh, making it clear that there won't be a stigma attached to that and also allowing them to specify when it isn't a recommendation. Um, that makes people, you know, again, we've learned this in the focus group, that makes people feel more comfortable uh, about actually referring people who don't necessarily fall into the category that, uh, that Stephen's describing there. Okay. Um, I've said a question from Denise, which is, could this lead to people being hard based on the size of their network? I mean, is that is that a ridiculous question? Um, well, I mean, it's the employee 
look, I mean, the, the big, we're all the bigger network we have, right? Um, would it would help, but frankly, you're hired because you've got the right skills and experience for that job. So uh, I think it helps, obviously, to be be in network. But that's not why you're hired. You're hired because you're the right person for the job. No, what a bonus though when you hire somebody. So you do you do hire a new marketing controller. And then it turns out that they are literally the best network person in that space. That's going to be a real bonus, isn't it, as a, as a TA to, to find that has happened? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, the bigger networks we have, it's a great way of uh, the TAs being able to hire people. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But then I guess we, we talk about that in interview, isn't it? Is that what, you know, unless you're doing a job where you don't come into contact with other people, that is part of what makes you attracted to hire is is how well networked you are. Um, yeah. Thanks for that one, Denise, about that curveball. Um, okay, so you talked about the um, these focus groups. And I have yeah. to say, I've seen something in, a, in a, a blog post or something where you talked about focus groups, but they're client specific, are they? So just tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it will be going in uh, and we'll, you know, we'll pick a group, you know, we'll ask the, t the TA that we're dealing with to pick a group of uh, employees, different areas of the business um, to get, uh, to essentially get a view. And we'll be going in there to understand their thoughts towards their current referral scheme, um, what they think is working, what isn't working, and uh, really focusing in on a few sort of few, I, I'll, I'll focus on two key, two key things that we look at. One is around the rewards piece that I talked about. Um, okay, so you've got this bonus, um, you know, what else would motivate you? Why aren't you engaging with it as much as you could do? What would that need to look like? Uh, so we're learning a lot about those rewards. But communication channels is also a key thing. So you might go into a focus group and find out that actually uh, they're all, you know, networks in a particular sort of, whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. But you learn that, but you also learn how it's best to communicate with them. So um, one of the organizations that we're working with at the moment, uh, we're going to be communicating prim primarily through WhatsApp because they don't have work emails and that's how they want to be contacted from the platform. With another, it might be Slack. Uh, so it's really important to not only understand how we should set up the gamification, should it be a raffle, should it be a leaderboard, but also understand what the best communication channel is. Okay. Um... So uh, Stephen's just thrown out another question, which is slightly thrown my train of thought on that. So I've, I've got a question about that I'm going to come back to. But Stephen's question is, um, we hear stories of some people making more from finding new hires than from their salaries. Now, um, I guess that in some organisations, you have a staff member who really goes all out on the referral programme. Mm. Um, with the gamification, could it make that more likely to happen? Maybe they're kind of an unofficial recruiter for the yeah. business. Yeah. No, I, I would argue that um, the, so the way in which most people, most referral schemes, again, work at the moment is, uh, I guess, if you want to be active in the way that Stephen's describing, uh, you've got to do a lot of the groundwork. You've got to go into your network. You've got to do what I was talking about earlier, that sort of a, ma a manageable searching through your network to find people with the right skills and experience. The way we set up the platform, the fact that we identify those matches and you're only notified, notified essentially when a match has been made and you just need to make that referral with a couple of clicks, means that actually for them to engage productively with the platform doesn't require very much time. So I actually think that it does address um, the issue that Stephen's describing because of the fact that it makes it so much quicker to engage and to make a referral. Yeah, okay. And I guess that, that there's potentially something rather ungenuine about somebody who spends all their waking hours thinking of ways that on an old system, they could have got 500 quid. This yeah. is something which is, um, well, actually, talk about the process. Tell me how that works. Because I, I, I think that would address this. 
if I was a TA, yeah. how would this feel to me? What would I do when I started working with you? So, um, well, when a TA starts working with us, obviously they're, they're first set, help us set up these focus groups. Then uh, we'll be going in, we'll be sort of training them on on the platform, how to essentially help train their employees. But, it, you know, if you're talking more around how they engage once we launch, which I think is perhaps sort of the question. Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so once essentially the employees have sort of synced their connections with the platform, the TA can sort of go into their side of the platform and they'll be able to see sort of out of all of their employees' connections where any of them have been matched to a job. Right. So, you know, for this business development manager role, I'll go into it and I'll say, okay, these candidates would be matched to this particular uh, job. We anonymize all of the personal details for the HR view of the platform so they can see sort of where they work and their experience, but they can't see their name, ethnicity, nationality, gender, uh, which is important. Obviously, it helps to support diversity, but also um, makes the platform completely GDPR compliant. OK. Um, but if they find some candidates that they think are a good fit for that particular job, they can select them, at which point it will show the TA which of their employees are connected to those candidates and they can then request a referral from those employees so essentially you can prompt your employees to actually make a referral so the system is helping to do that already because it's identifying matches for the employees but as an extra layer to that the tas can be actually a bit more proactive in terms of the sourcing of it um, by encouraging their employees to refer certain people that they think would be a good fit which is actually quite a powerful um, solution and something that goes down really well when you're speaking to tas Okay, so it's not automatic. It's not that um, I'm an employee and the the recruitment department is saying uh, we found seven people um, give us access. It's saying these people could be a match. Can you be part of this process now in engaging us with them? It's, it's twofold. So our system will, you know, so when an employee syncs, syncs their connection to the platform, uh, our system will start showing them. When any matches be, have been identified for that particular job and then they which is you know essentially automated and they can refer that way um but we also find it's powerful to have on top of that uh allowing the tas to go in and do a bit of sourcing themselves so it is, it is sort of automating everything it's just allowing the tas access to prompt uh employees where they where they want to and so would you does the ta share a job spec with the 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 employees or, or like an overview how, how does the okay. Yeah, so, so I'll, I'll give you an idea of the dashboard. So um, so when an employee sort of syncs their connections and logs into the platform for the first time, they'll then be able to see all of the latest jobs mm -hmm. uh, at their company. Mm -hmm. uh, and that will be pulled from their career site or their, their ATS. So that happens automatically. Mm -hmm. And they'll be able to go into any of those jobs and it will show them where any of their connections have been matched to that particular job when they click into the job, essentially. Mm -hmm. But they'll also be sent sort of notifications about those matches, whether it be by email or another communication channel, as we talked about earlier, so that you're not requiring or requiring them to log in uh, each time. Okay, that sounds great. I mean, what a what a simple process. You're just sat there doing your day job, and yeah. then you you can react to something like this without the TA having to actually come and stand next to your desk and say, "We're so desperate with this role." you know you're you similar to the one you're doing who do you know well it's, it's funny you say that because you sometimes go into an organization and the process that we've essentially automated they're manually doing with some of their staff they're, they're sitting there with their linkedin connections going through them with the employees and being like what about this person what about this person which is obviously quite tedious um yeah, yeah well i 
well, I think that's how it works, isn't it? Is that no. um, so? Some it's like me. Often I get an email, a LinkedIn message saying you're connected to this person. Can you refer them? And I suppose within an HR function, that's essentially what they're doing at the moment. Is potentially yeah. saying, "I'm going to headhunt that guy." Oh, no, Sally knows him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned diversity then. Yeah. um, And that was a blog I'd read on your site about unconscious bias. I totally understand that. I think that's great. But does it also, I mean, must also stop this thing of when you ask somebody to refer somebody, they automatically think of who's like them. Am I explaining that right? No, it's it's a really good, yeah, really good question. Um, I think, so historically, that's how referrals have been perceived. I'm going to go back to uh, my point around um, recommendations and introductions. So if we look at the small historic referral pool, I think sometimes you can run into that as a problem because, you know, they are often like you, potentially the five people that, you know, uh, that you sort of know well and hang out with. They can they can be in that bracket. However, we actually tend to have when we're talking about our wider networks on various different forms of social media, much more diverse groups. Uh, from whether it be previous roles, whether it be university. And actually what the system's doing is, regardless of how well you know someone, just picking out the people with the most relevant experience within that wider group. So you do tend to find that that helps, uh, I guess, address what has been, I guess, a bit of a diversity problem around historic referrals. Yes, yeah, okay. And that, and that I think, is quite a significant issue that companies probably don't recognise as an, an HR function. It's more a strategic thing when you know, the more successful businesses are more diverse, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to ask you about the candidate process if we have time, but I do yeah. also want to come on to something else, which is I saw you had some sort of content sharing features. I didn't really understand what that is. Sure, yeah, it's, it's a really new feature. We've just released it. Um, so until now, we've been allowing employees to share jobs. And uh, through speaking to a few of our clients, they were like, well, really handy if we could also uh, have the employee sharing sort of relevant content about the company or about particular jobs um, online uh, you know essentially encouraging them to be brand ambassadors mm-hmm. so uh, we set up this content sharing piece uh, so any relevant content uh, that employee uh, uh, employers essentially want pushed out can be pulled into our platform mm-hmm. and uh, the employees just like they can when it comes to sharing a sharing a job can share this content on social media and then we'll tie it to our gamification piece. So if it was a raffle, you might earn sort of a ticket each time uh, you share a piece of content. If it was a points-based leaderboard, you'd earn some points. So you're incentivizing the sharing of content through that gamification piece again. So um, yeah, as I said, we've just released it, but we're in discussions with one of our clients about using that, which would be great. Okay, yeah, I really really like that. So rather than then, what you might historically have done is tagged some of your employees in a post on LinkedIn and hope yep. that they'd comment and share. What it's doing is it's encouraging them to push that out and to now would that be like um employee employment branding information? Like the sort yeah. of HR created. Uh, absolutely, you know, it extends. I mean, this can extend beyond just the recruitment sphere in terms of what they want to push out and what they want to share. That's completely up to them. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be an interesting use case when we bring this in for one of the clients that I mentioned. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so you're 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 upping your even if you're even if you're you don't always have the right people to connect to in the organization, you can still be a part of that recommendation referral growth piece. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like that. Okay. Um so I want to ask you another question around this um the, the, the candidate 
process. Yep. So I know how it works from an internal TA perspective, but if I was a friend, oh, I am a friend of Sally's, I haven't seen Sally for three years, and then Sally's going to refer, recommend me, how right. would it to me? Yeah. So um, Sally, um, essentially, if she wanted to make the referral to her friend, uh, would be able to share it um, through whichever sort of communication channel uh, she feels is most appropriate. Okay. So you have the option of sending it out via like uh, LinkedIn, email, Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, Twitter. We oh, make wow. it, um, we make it, basically we know we can't predict what communication channel they've historically used. Yeah. So we offer them every single communication channel to essentially send that message about the job. And that would include sort of a link to the job, um, which, and they can personalize the message of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the key is sort of allowing them to pick the channel that's most appropriate for that communication. Okay, so it does feel like a genuine introduction. Well, it is a genuine introduction, but it isn't some formulaic. You will do it this way, and then it feels very, very wrong. Well. Yeah, no, you've got to you've got to do it in the best way for them. Yeah, so. yeah, I love that. Okay, um, other systems. So all of these businesses you're working with, I guess, have an ATS. Mm. How do yep. you integrate with those? I mean, if I can ask. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, we do a two-way integration. So uh, I sort of mentioned earlier that we can put all the jobs into our platform from the ATS, uh, but at the point of application, it will get pushed back to the ATS as well. So everything about that, all of the applications are still recorded there. But through the integration piece, uh, I talked about sort of seeing where, uh, I guess, candidates are in the referral journey. We're able to know when somebody's moved along in the application process, essentially through that two-way integration. But it, you know, hundred percent, it needs to be as seamless as possible, and we've done it that way. Uh, we also uh, white label the platform uh, for companies as well, so it, again, feels as seamless as possible. Okay, oh, that's good. All right, pricing. Can I ask? Uh, not how much it costs, but how does the pricing model work? It's based on the number of employees that an organisation has, so uh, it's priced uh, sort of uh, per employee per month. Um, and that, that will scale depending on company size. Okay, great. So a smaller organization could afford to start working with you in exactly the same way as a larger organization. Uh, absolutely. We worked hard on our pricing to make it sort of um, work for different sized organizations. Okay, no, I love that. Um, is it just as applicable to an organization as startup stage as to a very, very established company? Yeah, it, I mean, it's proving to be, yeah, which, which is great. I think, you know, when you've got a high growth scale up, um, you know, company of you know, 100, as I mentioned earlier, 108, that's it's got big hiring plans for the year. That still creates a huge, huge talent pool. You know, if you think about each employee there syncing their connections, um, you, you know, even with 100, that's huge. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it, it does. It does work for both sides. Yeah, and that can be a real challenging time to hire in that, that sort of point in, in your business. Absolutely. They've got a real need and a real immediate need as well. So. Yeah, but also often seem much more interesting to talk about. So actually, probably more attractive. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. So my final question, well, sure. not this, but my final question is, I know you've got some quite interesting advisors in your yep. business who are probably quite well known to our audience. How, who are they and how are they helping you? Sure. So uh, Bill Borman and uh, Claire Bush. So Bill uh, came on board as an advisor August last year. Uh, and Bill um, has a wealth of employee referrals, knowledge uh, and experience. Um, he just knows, knows the space inside out. So uh, holistically, he's been helping us about sort of our methodology uh, piece. And, um, you know, he's been hugely instrumental around sort of 
I guess, that customer success piece, you know, I talked about focus groups and uh, understanding what works for that particular company and how we can customize our platform accordingly. Um, so, you know, I, I can't pigeonhole it into that, but that's that's one area that he's he's been hugely influential in. So, uh, yeah. And as for Claire, Claire has been fantastic. She's uh, come on board more recently. And as you know, has a wealth of uh, fantastic sort of marketing experience in this sector. And she's really helped us to develop sort of our content strategy um, and numerous other things, uh, our event strategy, and is working very closely with our head of marketing. And it's really exciting to have them both on board. And yeah, they've both been great so far. It's a great, I think, testimonial to your business as well to have uh, individuals like that, because, um, you know, neither of them work with organisations unless they are really going somewhere. So I think that um, that association alone, regardless of all the expertise mm. they have, and they certainly do, um, it is really valuable. So yeah. it's an exciting thing. Absolutely. No. So um, next step, Sam, I'm watching this show. I think you're amazing. What do I do? Yeah, please. Uh, Check out our website, which I think was put on there earlier on, Reelinks.io. Uh, also very, very welcome to get in touch directly with me, uh, Sam. I just keep it simple, Sam at Reelinks.io. Um, and uh, it would be fantastic to, to hear from you and speak to you. Cool. That's great. Um, and if if you, I would recommend you do that. Otherwise, there is actually quite a lot of information on the site as well. And um, talk about content marketing. But if you're a little bit uncertain whether you've totally got the angle on this, check out the website because um, there's quite a lot of stuff on there, which I think will help you to think about the ways in mm. which you could use this in your own organisation. Um, and, and I'm really glad you didn't go into all the stats in detail because it's quite difficult to do that on a chat, chat show. But they're on your site, aren't they? There's they are. Them. And we've actually got a uh, we've just put a white paper on there as well, which you can download on the site as well. So um, go and check go and check that out. All right, brilliant. Okay. I'm so glad that we've spoken, Sam. You've got a really, yeah, really exciting product. Um, and so, yeah, anyone in the TA space, get in touch with Sam. Um, so thanks for that. I'm back the week after next. I'm in an exhibition next week with Claire, actually. Um, so I'm back the week after next with another show um, on a completely different topic. Um, like I say, if you want to get in touch with me, Louise Triant's on LinkedIn, and I will be putting this show on my blog so that you can uh, listen to it all over again so thanks again sam thanks to everyone who's joined us uh, and i'll be back in a fortnight thank you very much cheers bye if you would like to hear more from uk recruiter and recruiter zone go to the blog section on our website ukrecruiter.co.uk